0: My name is Scott Chaloner and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As regular listeners of our program will know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership and to this end, we're joined on today's program by Carol Kelly, the Managing Director at KSA Learning. Um, KSA Learning is a leading provider of sales improvement solutions specializing in the construction industry and the business seeks to combine expert industry insight with bespoke training and development in order to deliver improved results. Um, Carol, a very warm welcome to you today and thank you for joining us on the show. It's a pleasure having you with us.
1: You're welcome, Scott, and thank you for having me on the podcast
0: today. Looking forward to it. Yeah, a pleasure for me as well welcoming you on. And uh, just obviously to kind of expand upon uh, the sort of brief introduction I've given you in your business there, Carol, just for those listeners that might be unfamiliar with you in the business, uh, what is it in your own sure. words that you'd say um, your role is and what, uh, what it is that uh, KSA Learning does, please?
1: Well, uh, if you to put it simply, you know, our, our mission really is to make sure that businesses um, are supported to develop their people in order to deliver the results that they need. So for any business, really, it's all about the results come from the development of the people and um, really getting to understand the people. And, and that includes obviously leadership as well. So we focus very much on sales development and leadership development as well, and um, mainly primarily around the
0: yeah definitely and um, it's a volatile market out there at the moment isn't it Um, given Mm. the global forces that are in play at the moment and um, it's important isn't it therefore from a business leader perspective to be able to manage the sort of situation that we find ourselves in Uh, but that also has Mm. an impact on sort of leadership as a whole doesn't it so what are the kind of key factors from your perspective that you've seen that are contributing to the current situation that we uh, that we find ourselves in
1: yeah, I mean it's, a, it's a very true that leadership itself um, is, it has been challenging, but it's been challenging. Everything's been challenging for everybody. Mm-hmm. I suppose really that the key thing about what's been happening in this volatile world is the the. The unknowns, really. I think most of us have not experienced, well, none of us have experienced any of the things we're going through before, whether you count that as Brexit, mm. whether you count that as obviously what's happened with COVID-19, the pandemic. So they're all unique things, and, and confidence and the ability to make decisions on what the correct strategy, has to look after people, comes from experiences, and for all of us, and I've been in the construction industry in terms of leadership and training and development now for some 35 years. And that means that I've experienced many things from, you know, recession to the 2008 um, world global situation, but yeah. nothing that can happen. So that has had a massive impact on leaders and really how they make their decisions and what experiences they've had to help them make their decisions now.
0: Yeah, and uh, construction especially is um, as, is particularly prone to these kind of market forces, isn't it? Because these mm. have ultimately sort of led to uh, supply chain issues, obviously higher energy costs as well. So the impact on its ability to operate has been has been substantial. And uh, given that it is one of usually the most buoyant markets in times of economic hardship um the fact that it's mm. facing very real and practical challenges for you know project delivery is uh, is significant isn't it um and it's it's boiling down to sort of higher costs um not just for energy but also for materials trying to get hold of key materials because of supply chain issues covid legacy there very important mm. uh, to uh, to consider mm. so it's a, it's a very much a beleaguered industry at the moment isn't it i think it's fair to say it
1: is i, I think it been quite challenging for the industry as a whole if you think about the fact in terms of the um, the pandemic and lockdown and all the situations with furlough construction industry as a whole kept quite very busy during mm. um, the period of the you know lockdown and the pandemic and we were in one way fortunate and our, and our clients were fortunate to have you know a busy order book if you don't call it that but at the same time, it gave um, new challenges as well. That you know, um, there are lots of individuals that were tired, that having to deal with stressful situations. So that keeping busy and active in a market that you have not been familiar with was challenging for leaders. But the most important thing that was challenging was really to help support those that they had in their business who were having to work all the way through, Mm -hmm. as many other industries were. And I know, obviously, um, the health service and IT, for example, that was a very busy industry as well. But we were particularly busy, and that brought new challenges as well.
0: Yeah, of course, because it's kind of been out of the frying pan and into the fire for construction, hasn't it? Um, There's been no respite through COVID. The order books have still been big. The work has still needed to be completed. But it's kind of coming Mm -hmm. out of one crisis and into another. And of course, that is going to have a very cumulative effect on well-being and a negative one at that. And obviously, from your perspective, I suppose what you are seeing as a result of that, therefore, as you've just touched on, is more business leaders that are actually looking to kind of take some form of intervention on the well-being side so coach their staff to Mm. better handle their emotions handle sort of what they're going through at the moment
1: yes um very true i think one of the things that we're certainly seeing our experiences is leadership having to to be more honest, to be more open. Um, I sometimes think that that you've put a hat on that says, I now am a leader, and everybody expects that you've suddenly got all the answers. Well, Mm. the reality is you haven't. And particularly at the moment, you know, we don't have the experiences I mentioned earlier, that allow us to to understand um, how we deal with it. So I think that leaders, and we've heard the word many times, have to be more authentic. I think they have to honestly say on occasion, I don't know the answer, but let's work together on this. Um, but they need to be consistent with their message as well, and they need to have continuity, and they need to communicate honestly and openly that they don't always have the answers. Um, one of the things we, we talk about quite regularly is there has to be a consistency of the message. There has to be clarity in the message, because mm. when people don't know what's going on and your team don't know what's going on, one of the things that can happen is there's no clarity of communication or message then. We either think it's a a cock-up or a conspiracy theory, and we've got to get rid of those ideas that people's well-being is better. And the other thing is to do it all with care. Uh, And when we say with care, we mean thinking about how that other person needs to be communicated with and and what's the best way of communicating with the team. So for many leaders, you know, they have a lot of these discussions internally and they're having them all the time. So they, they don't necessarily connect with the fact that actually nobody around them And working with them has had that communication yet. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it certainly does, and I'm guessing as well that kind of the cumulative effect of you know lurching from crisis to crisis and no respite in between. I suppose what it does is it it inhibits your ability to kind of reflect on the experience that you've had, doesn't it? So if you've gone through one once in a lifetime event, you're going into another one. I suppose as a leader, you can't kind of reflect on how well you've dealt with that, how well you communicated, and so that kind of key development time to focus on yourself, focus on coaching your staff. It's difficult, isn't it, to try and weave that into it and when you are having difficulties in building that pastoral relationship, I mean, that can have a significant knock-on effect.
1: Yeah, absolutely, very much so. And sometimes, you know, and I speak to many leaders that that we work with who are really doing as much as they can, the best they can, to actually um, make sure everything is right for the team around them and and with their own self-development as well. And I ask them sometimes a simple question like, have you told them that? You know, Have you actually told them how you feel? And quite often they'll look at me and say, "Mm, no, I, no, I haven't really, Mm. because I've just got to get on and make sure that everything is okay. And my answer to them usually is well, you ought to tell them how you're feeling and, you know, your thoughts as well.
0: I suppose as leaders, we do get sucked in, don't we, to kind of looking after everybody else's well-being. Um, and we don't kind of lead by example on well-being and take that step back as and when we need to. And uh, when, we, you know, we're sort of the one leading the pack, as it were, and we're sort of deteriorating at the top. I mean, I suppose that doesn't kind of give off the most positive message, does it? No, it doesn't give
1: off the like most But I think that ultimately, you know, it's like anything, isn't it? Ultimately, if we see somebody that, um, you know, is supported and they are being honest and open with us then we'll tend to support them back as well um, and i don't mean that we'll give them all the answers and certainly you know we won't have all the strategies as the team around or we we'll, won't have all the the information that the leader has but certainly to demonstrate that um they are struggling too without mm-hmm. obviously you know, a, a, yeah, they are struggling too occasionally. Let, let's be honest. You know, yeah. go home at night. You, you you go to bed and you sit, like lie there and think. Actually, what am I going to do tomorrow with this situation? Now, I'm not suggesting they tell everything to everybody, but they have to admit that you know it's new to them as well.
0: Exactly right, and it's important for business leaders to be getting this right, isn't it? To make sure that you know mm-hmm. that it's clear that that relationship is there. There is that trust. There is that understanding on this because when we're looking at the difficult recruitment environments out there at the moment, the fact that there is a skills shortage, the fact that there Mm. are sort of exoduses of people leaving the industry either due to their age or because, you know, they're looking for other roles. um, You've got to get recruitment right. And a lot of, of something else that people are sort of looking at when they're sort of, Putting themselves forward as candidates for certain roles is what are your well-being policies how does this particularly work what is your business standing for on that and obviously Mm -hmm. so getting those relationships right and making sure that you've got obviously some good credit in the bank to call upon it's becoming all the more critical isn't it otherwise you're not going to be able to access that ever sort of smaller talent pool absolutely and and
1: ultimately you know, um, they do say, don't they, that um, people join businesses and they, they lead managers, you know. Um, and ultimately, mm-hmm. I think there's a real relevance to that in the sense that, you know, people want to feel that they're part of something and the leader has to demonstrate they are part, that they're part of, you know, a collaborative team. And, you know, succession planning, making sure that people are developed. Now, when you're dealing with all the challenges of day to day, you know, agile market, the volatility that we're facing, it's quite easy to put that to the side and say, well, I'll deal with that shortly, or yes, we'll deal with that, or perhaps another department to deal with that, such as HR function. But the reality is, you know, a few questions every now and then to your people to ask them how they're feeling, you know, where they want to be, where they want to go, and demonstrating that will help with recruitment retention. For sure it will. Mm.
0: Exactly right. And uh, it, it cast my mind back this does actually to um, a discussion I had on this program uh, very recently. And um, so the person who I interviewed that day, they told me that they felt that the definition of leadership um, often ended up being subject to cross wires, let's say. What sometimes could be perceived as management was often construed as being leadership. And instead, that leadership mm-hmm. was more of a... Holistic thing, something that's more centered on the development of people and their potential, and also coaching yes. is a very important element of leadership as well. So, would you say yes, that, given absolutely. what we talked about in terms of people development today and the importance of that, knowing that them knowing that obviously their well being is very much at the center of things, that that mm. is the definition of leadership that you'd certainly uh, agree with?
1: Absolutely, and you know, KSA learning actually KSA stands for knowledge, mm. you know, skills and attitude and the behaviours that help us to perform. So it's really like a simple equation that the knowledge that someone has plus the skills that they develop, um, and we say multiplied up by the the attitude, the behaviours, whether it's a growth mindset or a fixed mindset, helps to increase one's performance. So as leaders, we should be looking to our individuals and saying, well, okay, knowledge comes with time and experience, you know, and that's a given, but it's not directly proportional to skill. So that development of the individuals and the coaching, the support that's required um, is essential to building that skill. And then what happens, you know, it's multiplied up by that attitude, that behavior that says, you know, a a can-do attitude. But that comes from the total package of leadership for sure.
0: So we're talking about sort of a positive leadership in order to drive retention. I suppose, given what you've just discussed there, it's also going to improve attitudes, make people more inclined to kind of stick mm. around. But also, if they see the progression pathways are there, productivity is only going to increase, isn't it? So it is in one's interest to, uh, to make sure that, you know, they're getting this right.
1: Absolutely. And, and there's not there's always a progression path available, but it's not always available to everybody at the right time. Mm. But ultimately within the business, it's actually to demonstrate that You know, you recognize and your leaders recognize that there is a progression program process in place that can support individuals. and, And I always call it, you know, making them progression ready as opposed to having to progress at that stage because not everybody can progress at the same time.
0: That's exactly it, isn't it? Sometimes you have to acknowledge as well that development and progression isn't necessarily a one-size-fits-all approach. And I think that comes down again to the way that you sort of lead and the way that you also know your people. I think you've got to take the time to know exactly what makes somebody Mm -hmm. tick and manage them accordingly. And uh, that comes down to sort of, uh, again, positive leadership, doesn't it? Uh, Taking the time out to Mm -hmm. obviously get to know your people and what works for them.
1: Absolutely. And you know, quite often, um, you know, people will um, have different, well, they will not quite often, they do. They have different personality styles, they have different motivators, mm. they have different things that, you know, that build trust for them. Um, and quite, as a leader, we need to be able to, as leaders, we need to be able to really say, okay, I get that this person needs that and that person needs the other, and we don't have to have one size fits all style, which really doesn't work if you're looking to you know build that personal development coach your individuals and ultimately you know create a successful collaborative team
0: it's exactly it isn't it I mean to make the team tick I mean it's like you need to almost take individual approaches with each person don't you because there will be those mm-hmm. people in certainly in times of difficulty where they may you know need a little bit more of a stern talking to to get the best out of them but others need a little bit of an arm around them don't they and uh, that sort of more holistic style of leadership so it, it, it's, it's just yeah. knowing isn't it it's knowing it's just knowing
1: and I think yes and I, I like that you know um you know making the team tick it is knowing but actually, it's more important than knowing. It's actually wanting to take the time to know, mm. to slow yourself down as a leader, so that you can speed up. If that makes sense. But ultimately, just as you say, it's very difficult to take the time to reflect. You know, we're busy, lots going on. But the reality is, if you don't do that and don't have time to reflect, then you won't actually get the you know the best results for your team.
0: That's right. And I think sometimes as leaders, I think we're guilty of when we take that step back into the more strategic role, we're guilty of focusing too much on the targets and, you know, the finance Mm. and ensuring Mm. the longevity of the business. And maybe people development doesn't necessarily take as much pride of place in the wider strategy as it perhaps ought to. No, it doesn't. And
1: I I think ultimately, and we hear it quite a lot. Well, you know, we employ a group of people, they're experienced, they've been around in the industry a long time, and therefore they don't need that personal development support. And if you take, go back to that equation, KSA, you know, knowledge, skills uh, multiplied by attitude, then, you know, skill itself, knowledge itself, and experience isn't directly proportional to skill. So mm. ultimately, they do need support. And, and it's like, example your high flyers you know whoever are good at their role people think well let, let let them get on with it they can do it and I ask people like that you know how do you feel mm. that you're left to your own devices and quite often the answer comes back you know I'm really pleased that I'm considered uh, good at what I do mm. and the trust element is there but ultimately be good every now and then just hit simply here you're doing well thank you
0: it's that soft touch leadership, isn't it? It's not necessarily being over the shoulder looking that everything is right. It's having the trust to leave them to their own devices. But just, just that check-in, isn't it? Just making sure that, you know, they still know that you're there. And like I say, it's that very gentle kind of advice and guidance approach, isn't it? I think I think it's proving at the moment uh, that that certainly is one of the, uh, the ways to go because nobody, of course, can be led in exactly a different in the same way because we talked about the one size not fitting all here but that is a very very effective approach isn't it
1: yes absolutely and also giving feedback Um, when we do a lot of we do a lot of work on giving feedback to your team and one of the things that always comes up um, is that most leaders tend to want to give feedback that they perceive to be developmental, mm. i.e. a little bit perhaps negative feedback. And when you ask, well, how much positive feedback do you give and how much feedback, you know, to acknowledge someone's success as you give, I would say that 90% as a, as a uh, as estimate really would say that they don't and they see feedback as posit- negative as opposed to feedback simply as positive or negative feedback. It doesn't really matter which it is It's simply feedback.
0: Mm, exactly and it's food for thought isn't it for anybody who um you know is listening to this and uh, may resonate with exactly what we're discussing and if you do want to sort of delve into a little bit more about that sort of knowledge skills attitude approach um then obviously ksa learning are really champions um you can find out more at ksalearning.com i believe is the uh, the best port of call isn't it carol for people looking to uh, delve exactly. into the business more yeah that is it yes
1: absolutely
0: yeah, fantastic. So do feel free to go and check that website out. And of course, if um, anything that we've talked about uh, does happen to uh, particularly resonate with you on the uh, the programme uh, today, then do feel free to leave a comment on this episode. Or You can do so via leaderscouncil or one forward slash contact hyphen us. And if you are the head of a business yourself or any organisation and you feel you've got your own story to come and share with us, either related or unrelated to what we've covered today, then you too can apply to beyond the programme to come and share your perspective via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward forward/apply slash apply. certainly love to have you um alongside me as well. Um Carol um it's been fantastic obviously having you join us today to talk about sort of your take on leadership in the work that uh, KSA learning has been doing. But before we sort of wrap up on the program today, um we've talked about the kind of volatile environment that we're currently finding ourselves in at the moment, but um mm-hmm. over the next 12 months what would you say your kind of business priorities are going to be and uh, what are you going to be looking to focus on with your your clients during this uh, during this quite uncertain time. That's
1: a good question. It's a really good question. In terms of the strategy, the strategy simply is for us to actually focus on what our customers and clients need. And interestingly, we're already seeing a slightly different approach that people are asking for. So we're not going to actually dictate or, or strategically say, well, I think this is what you want. We're going to actually be saying to our clients, what do you need within your business to ensure that you go through this volatile time as leaders and support your team? And you know what, Scott, we don't know what all the answers will be yet, but Mm. I promise you that our commitment will be to work with them to assure that that is what we deliver and support
0: That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, it's counterproductive, isn't it? If essentially you you, you go to a business and you try to obviously sell services just as Mm. they are, I mean, you you do have to adapt in the sense that it's like because leadership is changing, it is about that. What do you need? What do you need? And we will obviously give you what it is that you need in response.
1: Absolutely, I think that's the key. Then it becomes tailored to the individual needs of the leaders within that business and the people that they're supporting. And the rest, you're just doing a tick box. In our opinion, doing a tick box exercise that says one size fits all and the reality is, no, the whole business is made up of human beings, and we are definitely not a one size fit all as humans.
0: Exactly right I was just about to say it just links back to what we said earlier doesn't it one size certainly does not mm. fit all that's absolutely fantastic and um, obviously as we kind of uh, get more to grips with uh, the, the the changing needs of business as we move through this quite difficult period uh, I'd relish the mm. opportunity as well Carol to sort of have you back on the show just to catch up on how things are coming together and sort of seeing exactly what it is that business needs and how it's charting a course through all of this. Absolutely Scott
1: and I'd be happy to do that because who knows what it's going to be? I probably have a few ideas, but ultimately, you know, um, my projections aren't what necessarily business, it is. So I'd be
0: happy to check this with you. Yeah, it'd be brilliant. So we've got to wait for the fog to clear, haven't we? Because it is in a constant state of flux fluxes, all of this. And uh, it'd be fantastic mm. to see kind of exactly uh, where we are um, a few months from now. Um, for now, Carol, thanks ever so much for taking the time to join us on the show. It's been an immense pleasure for me having you join us. And uh, by all means, do take care and do stay safe with all still going on as well.
1: You too. Take care, Scott. Yeah. Thank and
0: you. Yeah, since everybody as well tuning into the show today, I do hope that you thoroughly enjoyed hearing from Carol Kelly, Managing Director at KSA Learning. And um, I've been your host on today's episode of the Leaders' Council podcast, Scott Challoner And until next time, all, please do take care yourselves and goodbye.